The table is awkward. <laughs> that was awesome. There you go. Welcome to the Eric Anders Lang Show, everybody. Very excited to announce that Random Golf Club and the Eric Anders Lang Show are proudly sponsored by our friends and partners at Precision Pro Golf, the original rangefinder of RGC. Play your best golf this season by adding equipment to your bag that you can trust. So, swing with confidence, hit more greens, Precision Pro Golf. And without further ado, Pau Gasol. Are you folks ready? Cue the music. Cue the video. Everybody's ready? Are we ready? Oh my God, this is so exciting. Um, so, I think we can do the intro at another time. Sure. But uh, my, my first question to you to get things in, in perspective here, right? Mm-hmm. People think they know a lot about you, but... What do you think people don't know about you? Uh, they definitely don't know how much golf I play. <laughs> we actually just checked your handicap. Yeah. You played five times this month already. Already. Okay. And it's been what? 11 days. Probably, <laughs> probably more. This one round that I didn't post, I guess. <laughs> was it a good round or a bad uh, It was kind of like incomplete, incompleted one. So that's why I probably didn't, I didn't post it. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, play about every other day, maybe a little more at times. Why do you play so much golf? It's been good for um, for my mind's sake uh, in this period of time where I've retired from professional basketball. Even though I started, I really started less about two years ago, literally, and um, and it's been through pandemic. I was rehabbing at the time, and uh, and now that I'm retired, it's been a good getaway. Very. You know, therapeutical, refreshing, disconnecting, just being in touch with nature, which I loved before, and now having a challenging activity in sport that challenges me, challenges me every every day, every round. It was a stress fracture that caused you to retire. Uh, well, yeah, well, the stress fracture uh, co- caused me to be out for pretty much two years. Yeah, because I I, res- I had surgery, and then when I was about to come back, I refractured it. Uh, so then I had to be out for another full year. Um, but I rehabbed and I was able to come back and I played my last few months in, in Spain in the team that I played for before playing in the NBA, FC Barcelona, which was great. And then I played in the Olympics, which I wanted to kind of, that's kind of how, what I intended to do from the beginning when I found out that I was hurt again. Uh, so play my fifth Olympics and then just probably hang it up. And that's kind of how, uh, how I envisioned it, what I worked hard for. And then, and it made it happen. And then once that happened, uh, you know, I called it, I called the, the retirement. Did the foot injury does 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 it have any like prevalence? Is it is it is it on the golf course? Do you feel it? No, I don't okay. feel it at all. No, I actually I think it helped me through my rehab uh, to walk on grass and even surfaces, uh, soft surface kind of thing as well, and just um, be out there. I was for the most part I wasn't walking the course entirely uh because we played mostly in golf carts painful uh, right or, or well just, it's just okay. it would get tired it would get a little sore so I, I would have to kind of manage manage that but but to some degree getting maybe three miles four miles in instead of seven eight uh it really it helped wait eight miles of walking sometimes that's yeah. a lot of walking yeah it depends on how you hit it <laughs> you get that extra mile in <laughs> i wasn't gonna make that joke <laughs> <laughs> but it's, no it's not a joke it's the truth <laughs> so you get that extra and there's car path only to you get that extra walk too. so so you start golf during the pandemic that's right which i, I honestly i i had some version of pal gasol getting into golf it was much more extravagant in my head like it was like 
Phil Jackson was like, Jordan wants to play. And then all of a sudden you're like driving down with the limo and no, you're just, you're just in the pandemic and you're like, I need to get outside. Yeah. It was like a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people, I think golf really took off uh, or took big jump, big leap uh, as far as uh, how many people are playing now um, during the pandemic. Cause it was one of the very few things that you could do uh, outside. And, um, and yeah, it was, um, it was that, it was just being, being stuck in a, in, a, in a place for for a while and it was the persistence also of my brother-in-law who was playing almost every day and he was going by himself and I'm like wow these guys just going there by himself every day and um and I had that, the first couple months I had no interest really to to join um why I just I, I was doing in this rehab I was doing my rehab uh so I was working out in the morning I was working sometimes out twice a day didn't have the time nor desire to do it. Uh, so backing up. So you're married for how long? Three years. Okay. Okay. So, and this whole time you've, you've golf's been around you, but you've just never been like, I'm not, I'm not going to play. Well, I just didn't have, I didn't really have the time right. to do it. I think it's uh, now that I've played enough, uh, you know, it's a, it's a significant time commitment. Yeah. And, and at first I just said, look, and I don't settle for being average at something. So I'm a pretty good competitor and I, I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist, but I would like to be better than most right? Uh, and, uh, and excel um, and be great at whatever I do. Uh, so golf has kind of caught me in a way where like I really struggle at first and I was uh, frustrated and I was like, okay, I, I got to do this better and I got to put in the time now that I have it. And uh, it so you, you made like a decision, mm-hmm. like you're yeah. like, I am deciding to invest my right. time into this game. Yeah, I don't I don't like I don't like doing things halfway. Yeah. So if I do something, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability in golf. I needed to make that type of commitment in order to to be good at it. And not that I'm great at it, but I'm it's a work in progress, as you know. I mean, you've been playing for two years and you're an 11.1. I know I'm more at eleven point eight. I have a couple bad rounds. Oh, he wants an extra stroke today. That's what's there happening. There you go. That's what's Gotta happening. Gotta work to that twelve. That I extra. See, I know this thing. Instead of uh, what are you? You want to win. You're a I'm, six. I'm not a six. I mean, it's around a six, that. but it's definitely more like a nine. Oh, I'd rather get six strokes than okay. five. You, you know. Give, yeah, we'll do six, five to three on a nine hole match. Yeah, sure. I feel like I just sealed my own fate. Nah. You you talked about like committing to get into golf. I feel like it's more common that um, people just get sucked into golf, mm-hmm. and they all of a sudden turn around, and ten years have gone by, and they've spent thousands of dollars, and you know, it's thousands like, of hours. Yeah, thousands of hours, and it's all of a sudden it's like, oh, like golf is my thing, and and I, you know what I mean, like. Like it's an it's an exciting addiction at first, and then when you look back on the years, and you're like, oh my god! Like I was saying to someone once, like if I had a table that could hold every golf thing, whether it's a tea time or a yardage book or a, you know a golf ball or a club or a glove, like how big would that table be? I'm just saying, you made a concerted decision to get into golf. Is that are do you have an addictive personality or? Or no, is it- not necessarily. More, more again, more like if I decide to do something, uh, I'm going to commit to it. And uh, if I'm going to spend significant time of my life away from my wife and my child doing something, it has to be meaningful. Uh, obviously, it has to be enjoyable. But um, but I'm going to try to do do well. Define meaningful. 
Okay, define meaningful. Meaningful means that uh, it provides something in my life that I that I give it value and importance. That uh, I understand our time is limited, so if I'm going to get dedicate significant time to something, that has to provide value in my life. Uh, and golf uh, does uh, in a, in a in a moment where. Uh, after playing what 20 about 22 23 years professionally uh, basketball um, there's a big there's a gap right there's a gap that you not that you need to fill it but you kind of feel like you do uh, and there's a void that there was a, there was something that was taking quite a bit of, of space and time and now you can little by little uh, I guess fill it with things that um, that you enjoy doing and that um, that are positive in your life You've talked about basketball for a long time. What do you enjoy? What part of basketball do you enjoy talking about the most? Hmm. I, I guess uh, my teammates, the relationships um, that I've made, the friendships that I've made over the years. Uh, even though when you are in those moments and you're going through that grind, you don't quite value them. Uh, and give them the given the importance that they actually have for you, um, because it's such a competitive environment um, that uh, you know it's just kind of like focusing on you, your team, but really always pushing, grinding. Um, it's it's high pace, you know, eighty two games, season, preseason, playoffs. Then I play for my country in the summer, so it's just like nonstop. And it's always like the next thing, the next day, the next goal, the next game. Um, so, uh, so you just keep pushing. You know, you keep working and pushing yourself in order to kind of, in a way, keep up, but also in a way, achieve your your goals and be the best player that you can be. It's, it's interesting because the the idea of relationship that you brought up, like, it's kind of um, when you look at um, the, the 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 typical narrative isn't always about uh the community that you're with mm -hmm. and it was making me think about um navy seals and how apparently uh, you know being selected to be a navy seal is you know pretty it's pretty challenging right mm -hmm. this is a pretty rigorous process sure. and apparently they uh they look at how much your team trusts you mm -hmm. more than how good you are right right and and i was kind of learning a little bit about um what you were brought in to do with the Lakers, right? You were brought in for a specific role, right? You were brought a specific purpose. Sure. And it was more maybe like a gelling, social, kind of trustworthy situation. Would you say that's true? I mean, the specific purpose that I thought I was brought in or I was traded for, I was trying to make that team better and complement what was already there and kind of add something that was missing. Um, what was that exactly? Um, you know, hard to pinpoint. Uh, with the system that Phil Jackson played, the triangle, and, and, and our teammates that we had and the players that we had, you know, I was kind of a facilitator, a guy that could score, but I could also pass the ball out of the post, out of the elbows, and, and make plays for others uh, and complement what Kobe did uh, and his attributes and skill set. Um, so, so, yeah, that's uh, for me at, at that time it was kind of like the perfect fit I feel I fit really right away my IQ put me in a position to uh, to be able to make great plays 
on both ends on the floor and and it really gave us an opportunity to win championships which we did and um so so yeah in a way it's just a matter of me not trying to score as many points as i was doing in memphis or trying to get into an ego contest with anyone or trying to you know now i'm in la instead of memphis so hey i'm, I'm gonna do a lot more commercials i'm gonna be out and about that was those were distractions i wasn't interested in that i was interested in helping that team win a championship. I was interested in actually pursuing an opportunity to have a chance to win a, a ring. And um, that's that was my priority. That was my focus and, and it, it paid off. Would you say, um, I, I gather that you're a relatively spiritual person? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Was that, uh, how did that work with uh, working with Phil? I wor it worked well, it was more the intellectual challenge and connection than the spiritual uh spirituality more from you know kind of cultivating your mind uh connecting with yourself uh being at peace being present being mindful uh he did introduce me to mindfulness and meditation and it's something that i have applied now in my life uh, since i've met phil and i've been and i was part of the lakers so um uh, reading, you know, the importance of reading again, again, cultivating your mind and being uh, being challenged that way. So that's what I what I enjoyed the most, and uh, that's why we connected so well. And uh, and I have so many interests, and I was always so curious about so many other things, not just basketball. Um, so that's what Phil called me, the Renaissance man, because I had so many other interests that would balance my life. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that kind of comes up for, for well, for you, but it's the thing that I think I relate to the most, like, when I, when I like, learn about you is, like, just a, just an intense level of curiosity about yeah, all things. there you go. Where did that come from? I would say my parents, you know. Um, always, anything that I've achieved in my life, I always say, you know, it's been thanks to my parents. The opportunities that they gave me, the way they raised me, um, you know, that's, uh, that's how... And, and why I am who I am was was one of that did one of the model curiosity for you I think what they provided with me was was to be exposed to different things so hey let's just sign you up for music uh, and piano you know and try that out you know does it work does it doesn't uh, and I did piano and music for five years until basketball and, and uh, academics kind of were more demanding um, uh, I did you know they signed were me up you for, especially good at piano I was pretty good. Yeah, I got yeah. to be pretty good. With Would my, it be because you must have a yeah, your could, the hand must be a little right. bit easier to get yeah. across the, the yeah, keys, the keyboard. Yeah, yeah. So also, was, the way you say piano is nicer than the way I say it. Yeah, you say piano. Piano. Yeah. Piano. Piano. Next Italy, I guess. Sounds Spanish. Right. But the word in Spanish is still just piano. Yeah. Piano. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Cool. Yeah. That's so, so we can move on. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do appreciate it and and get into watch a lot of your your content on youtube and your channels and stuff i appreciate how passionate you are about what you do and how curious you are how adventurous you are and uh, and that caught me as well you know the way you see golf even uh we were listening and reading for this for the second time watching that letter that you wrote to golf kind of thing which reminded me kind of what uh, what kobe wrote about dear basketball in the poem that he wrote when he retired um so you know it's all about passion and enjoying what you what you enjoy 
and enjoying that ride and that journey. And, uh, you know, so I, I appreciate what you do, you know, and, and who you are and what you're about. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, we're going to need to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I wasn't ready for that. Um, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a high compliment. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I guess for me, um, I'm kind of lucky, right? Because my curiosity is able to really just rest in the reflection of the people around me. Mm -hmm. um, but for you, I'm sure it's the same to a large degree. But uh, w when I found out you went to medical school for a mm -hmm. year, I was kind of like, what the fuck is that about? Right. Well, you know, my, you know, my mom is a doctor and my dad was a nurse. And I, when I was a kid, um, you know, when they asked me, I was a little kid. I was like, what do you want to be? It was like, I want to be a scientist. I want to be, okay, what does that mean? It was like, well, I, well, I like to save lives. And then in 91, when Magic announced that he had a, a HIV and he was HIV positive, it really, you know, one of my basketball idol, idols was, uh, you know, declared that he was HIV positive. But at that time, as an 11 year old, it was like, oh shit. He's going to die. You know, it's like, wow. It's like, really? Uh, so I was like, I, I just really want to go into medicine and find cures and save people, you know, and save lives. Um, like my mom does. Like my, my dad was a, a nurse as well. And, you know, so like my parents do. Um, so that's why when I was 18 and I finished high school, the first choice that I picked in my you know, letter, uh, an application for, for careers or degrees was, was medicine. And I was able to get in because, not because of my grades at the time, they were okay, but they weren't great, uh, but because I was an elite athlete considered. And so every degree had one spot or two spots uh, safe for an elite athlete uh, was considered. That you had to play for your country, you had to achieve a certain level of success. In my case, I was uh, a European champion uh, with my national team at 18. Um, so I was able to get in, in uh, and then for a year, I did one year in med school. So it was like a, quite a grind because I was kind of like semi-professional at basketball with uh, FC Barcelona with the B team and starting to go with the, with the top team. And, um, and But I was studying medicine, which was fascinating to me. And uh, it was something that, uh, you know, we uh, during the anatomy class, we would dissect uh, human bodies and cadavers and stuff and identify every part of, of our body. So it's just... Was that good? It's crazy. Was that <laughs> I mean, it was fascinating. I feel know? like that would just be so intense. It is intense. It is intense because you're working on a, on a human body. That was a person, yeah. you know, that had a, that was, that person had a, has a family, had a life. So you have a, an incredible amount of respect for what you, what you're doing in, you know, in that person you're working again, you're working with a body that had a life. And to me, it was like so powerful. It was like, I was in so meticulously where I wanted to do and needed to do and treat that person and body with respect. All right, folks, Trade Coffee. Let me tell you about the experience I had with Trade. You've heard me talk about Trade Coffee before. The goal is, do you want to know a lot about coffee or do you want to just have good coffee in your house? You don't need to go take a class. Trade will literally give you expert tasted coffee based on your preferences from 450 different types. They'll ship it live to you every day. This is the freshest and best tasting coffee 
that I've ever had at my house. And it's so funny because they just send you the stuff that you like based on other coffees that you've already liked. They're going to deliver a bag of freshly roasted coffee. They can either give you whole beans, which I'm a fan of personally because I like to grind that ish, my elf. (laughs) Anyway, or they can send you the ground coffee. So you're going to brew it at home right now. Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order. That's a lot of money off your first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash E-A-L show. That's 40 cups of free coffee from me and Trade Coffee at drinktrade.com slash E-A-L show. You're going to take their quiz, and they're going to find you a coffee that you're going to love. That's drinktrade.com slash E-A-L show for $30 off. And don't forget, Father's Day is coming up. A trade subscription is the perfect gift for the coffee lover in your life known as Papa. You've heard me talk about it a lot, but ultimately unlocking self-knowledge is the key, I think, maybe not to enlightenment, but sort of like enlightenment adjacency. That's kind of what I'm looking for. I mean, you're listening to this Pau Gasol podcast right now, and what a career he's had through that very same way. He did not take his body for granted, Mm -hmm. and he put it in the front seat. You know what I mean? He took care of it. So anyway, Inside Tracker is one of the ways to do that. We've heard me talk about it a bunch of times. I got my test back. Jojo and I just went over the results here. Um, I gave them the saliva swab. It was super easy. I just got back a 50-page document. But you're scientifically proven at an athlete. It, so. sa- it says on athlete type, page 30, I am, it says I'm a well-rounded athlete. Yeah, well-rounded athlete. Yeah. It's, it's So on page 30 here of 50, it says that I am statistically proven through my DNA through my genetic data that I am a well-rounded athlete. We're so, going back through the YouTube comments. We're replying to every one of them. Yeah. I am a well-rounded athlete, folks. I have a great potential for power and for endurance, okay? My analysis is based on six of six markers, and ultimately the report looks at a group of different DNA results that influence endurance and affect power. So go to insidetracker.com forward slash EAL show. InsideTracker.com forward slash EAL show. And what are you going to get? A limited time. You get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. And I haven't checked, but I have a feeling like the Inside Tracker store might sell cars and trucks. <laughs> That'd be an incredible situation. Uh, this is a used car, but it's got an <laughs> inner age of a 2022 model. When you sit in it, it tells you about your own DNA as a driver. It's like, bro, 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 slow down. Oh, that's that. You, You're you, a slow you ain't that guy. <laughs> you ain't that guy. Use your blinker, bro. Anyway, InsideTracker.com forward slash EAL show. Thank you for supporting the pod, and thank you for giving me insights about my own goddamn body. We're the same age, more or less, a couple months apart. And uh, Are you older or younger? I think I'm... Um, What's your birthday? Well, February 3rd, February 81. 3rd. So I think you're 80. So I'm 80 in yeah, yeah. July. So yeah. I'm, a little, I'm a little older than you. Yeah, you got you. Got a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, I'd rather not, be younger. I mean, I don't know, if you ask me. No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't about that. <laughs> I'm shorter. I'm younger. I'm poorer. <laughs> you have a but, lot going on for yourself. Um, I can make some good videos, though. Yeah, you got to um, make great content. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, uh, I was thinking about um, <laughs> the, uh, my, um, I was thinking about the age thing because I, I felt the same way when Magic was diagnosed with AIDS, I was definitely like, oh my God, he's, he's going to die. Right. right. Like that's of course, yeah. you know, um, but that was one thing I wanted to relate to. And then the other was that my mom, 
went to medical school when I was uh, in my teens. Hmm. So she, I watched her become a doctor. And I agree with you completely. I, I had, in fact, I feel like it might be, I don't know if I agree with it anymore, but I, I, I used to feel like being a doctor was the only truly like um, necessary job that we have on on earth, right? It's like, you know, everything else is kind of like, you can learn in some way, you can eat in some way, you don't, you know, it's like the only essential, truly essential thing. And I, I'm sure I'm going to, there's a lot of people who are going to disagree with that, but I felt that way for a while, which is that to, to save a life or to, or to help someone through something that would potentially, you know, derail their experience of life is crucial. Yeah. That's why I always consider doctors as, as, as heroes. You yeah. know, you can say, um, you know, there are other jobs out there, uh, it's military, whether it's uh, law enforcement, whether it's, you know, other other jobs that save lives. Um, but I've always understood that without health, we're, we have any, we have nothing, right? We're, we're nothing without health. And so for that group, uh, medical field, health, uh, healthcare uh, profession, um, to, to be able to devote yourself to make people healthier uh, and to keep people healthy, which I you know, to me, the system has to change a little bit as far as like being so um, curative, but more kind of investing more in the preventive preventive side of it. Um, so things don't get to the point where you need to treat someone, put someone into you know some type of um, you know whether it's with procedures, whether it's with meds and drugs and stuff. You just want to make sure um, that we create a healthier society overall to prevent some of those issues. Um, but besides that, I've, I've always, you know, doctors are heroes. Those are, you know, to me, true heroes. So that's why for me, being an athlete, being recognized, acknowledged, sometimes treated as a hero, you know, I, I just pulled a, I just put a ball through a hoop, you know, I, I just bounce a ball. I just run up and down and play the game that I love, but I'm, you know, I'm not a hero compared, compared to anyone for that matter, but definitely with with doctors those those and those are the guys saving lives yeah. and that's why i always had partnerships and relationships with with hospitals throughout my career everywhere i went i, I partnered with a pediatric hospital and i made sure that i took time and visited the hospital and the patients and their families um, as often as i needed or as i could i want to ask you we're going to go to a quick break but i want to i'm going to ask you this question sure. and you then you'll have time to think about it okay but it's a two-part question what okay. it's it's sort of it's i had dinner last night with a friend of mine and we just went on and on and on about this wonderful subject and i found myself really feeling like i don't know the answer okay do we live in a simulation and or do you believe in god and we'll get back to that. And I'm, I'm being totally serious, actually. Okay. It's a conversation I want to have with you. Because the things you're saying are making me feel like maybe you have an opinion about this. That, you know. A simulation? Yeah. Is it? Okay. All right. I get, the, I get the feeling like you think, no, we're not in a simulation. I mean, simulation of what? I mean, that's right. kind of a, and who's making it or who's simulating it? Ourselves or the system or? I don't need that kind of information. I just, <laughs> right. I, mean, I just, you know what I mean? We'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah I love. We're going to go to a quick break. Sounds good. Um, okay, so we're back. Thank you for the break. Thank you for, thank you for being course. patient, everybody. Of course. Do you, do you, what do you think about the question? By the simulation? Do, do, do you think we live in a simulation and or do you believe in God? Right. And, and or. Okay. Because uh, I think they're kind of related. So, so talk to me Talk to me about what do you think or define what living in a simulation would be? Well, it's like, is life just a game that someone else is playing? Or yeah, and it could be like... Meaning there's a God and, and, yeah. and we're just 
pawns in a way or yeah and it's just kind of like and maybe time doesn't even exist and we're like on a lap I, it sounds like, like i'm joking a, i can like see the show of truman kind I'm of thing joking. kind of like yeah, kind uh of. jim carrey's yeah kind of thing yeah i don't you don't I think would, like that i don't think so no uh, i don't think that i don't feel that way and i don't think that way okay i feel like we we have a certain say in control of our own lives not 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 a lot i mean not total obviously um but we have certain control uh, of our journeys and our time here and our time is limited for sure um is there an afterlife you know it's hard to say that's a good question right you is, don't know i don't know do you do you know would you know no i mean if you know let me know but like but would you like there to be one i would say i guess i would say yes to that uh, I guess in a way we all like to, I like to think that uh, there's a prolonged life or afterlife where there's like, uh, you know, whether you want to call it heaven or you want to call it other things, uh, that there's, that there's a, you know, a longevity or a longer run than just our time on earth as, as human beings. Right. Um, but um, there's also the fact of saying, okay, our life is limited. We're human beings. We're not me meant to be here for a long time, uh, however time that time it is, and it's pretty short. I mean, you know, when we talk, when you think about it, and you look at the, the history of humanity, and who knows who knows what ha what happens long term, longer term with our planet and the universe and and whatever. Those are the factors you can't control. Um, we just gotta enjoy it, you know. And do you want to think about other stuff that is completely out of your control? Probably, you know, probably a waste of time. Wow. That's very like, um, yeah, I think it just it goes back to time, I guess, for you, it sounds like. Yeah. Like, it's like, what, what am I going to do with what I got? Like, it's, it's like interesting because like in, you know, golf, time isn't really an issue. Right. But in basketball, it definitely is. Yeah. Time. Well, our basketball, you have quarters, right? So you have. And the the game can prolong itself if it if there are overtimes. But at some point, somebody wins, and uh, I can go a little longer, a little shorter. Uh, I think golf, you know, the rounds, you know, it depends of pace of play. If you're playing alone, you have some groups groups in front of you or not. If you're walking, if you're golf carting, uh, yeah. it, I mean, they, everything seems to be limited uh, to a certain degree, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Everything has an expiration date in a way. Um, so is there one thing that doesn't, I don't think, I mean, what, uh, you know, you can think, right. you can think about more general concepts like, you know, love or I don't know, um, things that might remain on earth for a long time, where there's some, some parts of nature and the planet, nature. you know, stories, stories, right. But those stories die when they stop being told, yeah. no matter what, you know, you can go back to stories that have been present in humanity for thousands of years or a couple of thousands of years. Um, but, you know, at some point those stories are not told anymore and then they're forgotten. So mm -hmm. it's not, it's like they never existed. Um, so stories will be alive as long as they're told, kind of like whether personal, individual, collective, you know. Uh, I guess I think about basketball having the clock so prevalent right because right. it's it's all about the clock because it's mm -hmm. like it's like when you watch basketball there's so many points right. so many possessions and right. there's so much going on and true. it's a very basic 
court. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Golf is just like, okay, we're on the mm hole. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this player is mm par. Right. <laughs> it's very basic almost. I mean, the game itself is much, maybe more complicated. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. Every, I shouldn't say that well, to you. But. <laughs> no, no, no. You can. You can say that. I think okay. it, it is, it is in a way probably more complicated and every course is different. Yeah. And okay, every good. round is different. Right, you know? agree with me there. Yeah, good. I do. I do agree okay. with you there. Uh, uh, in, uh, in basketball, from the rules standpoint, from the core standpoint, the players playing the game, the rules, whatever they are, you know, they're they're pretty basic, if you will, or more yeah. simple uh, yeah. than than golf would be. Yeah. Um, but uh, but that's why it's it's fun, you know. That's why every sport is a little different. In the- but maybe the way that the ball moves, it's more complicated in basketball. Like the game of golf is more complicated in the sense that there's way, there's 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 more variables in golf. Mm-hmm. There's more things at play. Yes. Weather, hills, mm-hmm. grass. Sure. But in basketball, the way the ball moves is like it's almost like a you know a geometric like you know exponential. Well, to, to me, the the beauty of basketball is that this it's five players against five players, and it's five players playing together at, in unison kind of thing. Uh, and um, so there's a beauty to that, and there's there's a there that's where it's kind of the that's where the variables kind of happen, uh, and the ball moves you know in a in a in a way which I I wish there were more ball movement uh, and not as much um, you know shorter possessions and longer shots and individual game as it is today uh, compared to what it used to be. Uh, where it was more balanced, the possessions were longer, the ball would move more, change sides of the floor, go inside and out. Now it's, you know, three-point shots, pick and roll, one-on-one, and, um, you know, just it's just not as, as beautiful as it was for me, uh, even though there might be more points and, you know, guys shooting from 30 feet out and making them, which is great, you know, but, you know, basketball is much more than that. Um, but that's where, again, where the beauty of, of the game, uh, the ball is always on the move, right? And there's so much action with golf. It's like, well, they, and I've, and people have said this to me many times, like, oh, well, how, how difficult can it be? The ball is right there. It's not moving. Just sitting, you just got to hit it. Right. I was like, oh yeah, I wish it was that simple. Right. And, uh, and yeah, one thing is to hit balls on the range and one another completely different thing is to go on the course where the lies are different. And uh, as you said, the grass is different. Uh, the conditions change from day to day. The the pin changes uh, from almost day to day to pin placement, and and you play from different tees. The same course, it changes. Uh, so there's beauty. There's beauty in that as well. And um, and to be to be able to hit it consistently well, to have great contact or good contact at least reasonable good contact that's what i say the game game of golf to me is a game of being reasonable reasonable mistakes and uh reasonable shots um keep yourself in play and when you're in trouble get out of trouble you know and scramble i like the grind i like the challenge of of uh of being in a bad position um because first i've been there too often, <laughs> more often than I would like to be. Uh, and secondly, it's like, it's what makes it fun. It's different. Yeah. You know, it gives you a different look. Uh, every shot is a little different. I wish, I mean, if I would, I guess the day, I wish, I don't know, the day that I hit shots in the fairway every time and I'm, you know, and I'm in green and regulation, uh, you know, 90% of the time, it might might become a little more boring. Right now, <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm not close close to that or often enough in those positions but um that i'm working on it you know and that's part of the uh, part of the thrill 
It's interesting because I, I think in golf, like, what is like the thing that is like the most satisfying? Is it like the sweet spot or is it something else? The sweet spot, meaning just like that just, pure, just pure shot, the pure, yeah, pure four iron. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Uh, so <laughs> pure nine iron. <laughs> that <laughs> pure. Uh, uh, pure 56 pot. <laughs> pure <pot. laughs> yeah uh you know yeah i guess i guess every you know like just hitting a good golf shot you yeah know? okay you know that's what uh that's what i'm trying that's what i try to you know work on just hitting a good golf shot same good tempo you know good uh, good um, balance good grip good tension you know, following, like getting following me excited through, to play, right? This following like through, follow, follow, finish, finish your swing. You know, all that good stuff. <laughs> Hold your follow, your uh, your follow through, and um, you know, just Dude, really enjoy. Do you want to do a? Uh, do you want to record a meditation for golf? Mm, I've done that before. I've done that recently for a company that I that I work with. Uh, what company? Better Up. I'm so sad. I feel like yeah. I had this great idea yeah, know, that we were going to do. And we, yeah. Can we do it though or no? Uh, yeah. Better Up and uh, Aura. contractually and for, obligated? Aura Ring and for Therabody. I would like you to write, and because you're into the mental game of golf. That, that, mm. that I, from what I understand, right, that's one of the things that really unlocked the fascination for you. The curiosity mm. was, mm. I'm playing against myself, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes, you are playing against yourself. You're playing against the course, and to me, to be able to handle those those moments, those ups and downs, you know, where you feel like, oh, I just played three great holes. I'm one under. I'm I'm gonna killing it. Case of death. <laughs> Boom, triple bogey. <laughs> Boom, double. Oh my god, yeah. what am I doing? Just brick wall. I suck. <laughs> you know, it's like, or you go from a really good round in the low for low eighties, and then yeah. you go into the high nineties the next day. I'm like. What happened? What happened? You know, what happened to my swing? What did I Because that doesn't happen in basketball. Mm. You're like, it's kind of more centralized. I mean, you can go from a 30-point game and feel like you're the king of the court, king of the world, and you go to a, you know, um, a low, a 10-point game yeah. uh, and within the same week. And but the team could still win. Yes. And so you can sort of always, like, doesn't yeah, matter. So, well, exactly. You On a team game, it's not, you know, if you have an off night, there's teammates that can pick you up and still can push you to the win. And you like kind of hit a little bit your bad performance. And it goes the other way around. You can have a great individual performance and you can still lose. Right? That's got to suck. Well, it's it sucks. Yeah. One of my, uh, my, my first career high, which I had, you know, 45 points uh, with Memphis uh, against, I think it was Seattle. We, we lost. It's like I had forty five points. I had the best yeah, what, scoring game of my life. Did and you go in the locker room? And be like, what's wrong with you guys? It's like, guys, come on, guys, <laughs> don't leave me hanging there. <laughs> got to do all the work. What I got to I score. I feel like 16. the locker room no. must be the best part of basketball. Yeah, I mean, locker room, the camaraderie. It's it's what you know. It's what really makes it special. Was it the way that it was depicted with Phil, as far as like the 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 seating and the conversations and the meditation and the and the like, you know group uh, you know like deeper understanding of what we're doing out here was it like that when i first when I, the very first i guess few sessions let's say a meditation that uh we used to do in the video room usually sometimes we also did it on the road uh in locker rooms um it was a way at first it was like weird right it was different I've never been in a meditation session with a group with the lights out you look around like everybody's everybody you know, closing their eyes and 
Yeah, you can you're do used grass to and stuff. It's usually a very different environment. Yeah, different, right? it's different, like, go different experience. Hard. Yeah, different experience. It's just like you know, you wouldn't take 10, 15 minutes just to breathe and listen, listen to your coach guide a meditation session. It's just it sounds like, uncomfortable as you as you talk about right? it. Right. I mean, if you haven't experienced it, it does. You're some. We are uncomfortable with silence. Yeah. Sometimes we are uncomfortable with quieting, quieting the noise and being alone with our thoughts. And uh, that's why we, there's so much distraction and there's so much going on around us. And we like that because that doesn't allow us to pay attention to what's going on with ourselves. Right. In a way. So it kind of hides everything out. You know, you don't want to think about, you know, I feel like shit or I feel like this or this is going on in my life or sometimes it's hard to face. Right. So. Um, so, yeah, it was. But it was a way besides that. It was a way to we were all in that in that room together and it was a way to connecting with each other, too, and doing the same thing, the same kind of unique and different and exceptional thing that that not many teams or any other team probably doesn't do um you know doing it together that's kind of the way okay we're just going to block out all the noise whatever goes on outside these walls and just want to focus on our breathing and our posture on you know phil's voice that's that's pretty cool you know it kind of makes you feel like again that's why mindfulness and meditation makes you feel present like no matter what's going on around the world or outside this room we're here yeah we're here and we're locked in and we you know, we feel our bodies, we feel our chairs, we feel the ground, you know, it's, it's, it's a different level, again, of awareness, uh, which I think allows you to, to appreciate things a little more. What is your, you know, you told me you woke up this morning at, you said 5.30? 5.30, yeah. D is there a meditation in that? Early when do, you, when do you meditate? What's your what's your practice? You said you meditate now. Yeah, yeah. Usually it's uh I usually do it at night. To do, oh, when, night. I, when I you know, to decompress. When I, since we've had a uh, our baby daughter, it's been a little more challenging because she takes uh, priority uh, and she changes routines and dynamics. Um, but you still try to get it in uh, when when you when you can, and you just gotta you know before it used to be before night before uh, going to bed and in bed. Uh, now she's in the crib in our bedroom, so I can put my AirPods on and I can I can I can listen to it, um, and that's how I you know so that's how you adjust right and um, but that's how usually where I get my meditation is just to decompress the last part of the day, quieting the mind, quieting the body, and just falling into falling into the sleep. That's supposed to be really good for uh, the 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 sleep process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've, yeah. uh, I've been trying to do, I've been journaling actually. Do you journal? That's right. I haven't done it in a while. Yeah. And I, but you used to. I used to, I've done it for years. What was your experience like journaling? Cause I, I didn't, I, I honestly, everyone was like, Positive. you should start journaling. And I was like, that's so dumb. Uh, no, no, it's not. And finally I did it. And I mean, I have to say like on some level, it has been a part it, it has probably been a small agent of some of the biggest changes I've experienced in my life as a, as an individual mm -hmm. in, in my whole life. And I've right. only been doing it for, I think five or six months. Mm -hmm. And it's wow. weird that it's happened as a sidecar into some right. massive life changes. What was your experience with journaling? I enjoyed it. I think it was very helpful for me, uh, especially when through, you go through ups and downs and transitions and stuff. Uh, it's really good to, again, it's one, another way to kind of be, alone with your th with your thoughts and just yeah. kind of put them down and write them down in paper uh without 
The issue is you don't have to feel like you have to write pages and pages. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's one sentence. Sometimes it's a paragraph. Sometimes you know, it's, and this is how I feel. This is what I want to share. Or, and, and it's with yourself. It's not yeah. like you're sharing it with a buddy or with the world. Or uh, you're not, you usually don't share your journal with, with others like that. Um, but You um, want to read my journal? I don't. <laughs> I don't. That's very personal. But if you want to, you know, it. if I you have it, it you want to share something with me that you find interesting, I'll be happy to read it. Yeah. You know? Can happy. we pull up the journal? No, okay. <laughs> pull that shit up, Jeff. No. Um, yeah, it's funny because you you're know? right. You, what you're pulling on there is that it's it's a, it's like a it's a relationship with yourself yeah. that you're developing, it's, and it's a conversation. You're basically talking to yourself. You're basically yeah. just expressing and writing your thoughts yeah. and your emotions, and that's healthy. That's uh, that's also gives you self-awareness yeah you know um connectivity i wasn't expecting any of that i would i and like i said people were just like you should start journaling and i was like mm, no you're no. wrong right <laughs> but i thought the same thing about golf so right. here we are exactly a journaling exactly. golfer you don't know what you don't know right and we have those you, i think you mentioned that you we have these preconceptions of something uh that we are unaware of um that you know it's not good yeah well how, how do you know if you haven't tried it yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, um, how do you watch that go on around you? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you, you know, cause you watch people and you're like, oh, well, that's like, you don't know that though. Right. What you're saying is impossible to prove. Right. That's what I've noticed recently. Yeah. It's true. Like, what are you saying? Like that's, 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 that is impossible to be, while that probably isn't even true, it's also impossible to prove that it could be true. Right. Do you know that? Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I, and I feel like obviously people are entitled to their life and their decisions and they should make them, but they also should be aware of what they're saying mm. uh, and try to be accurate with, with, you know, whatever their opinions and their thoughts. And I say, okay, if you don't want to do this, don't do it. But don't say this because you don't like it if you haven't tried it. Yeah. And, um, you know. And I know, and there's exceptions to trying stuff uh, and things that are, I think, generally and objectively are bad for you or wrong. Um, but things that are not necessarily, you know, bad for you. Uh, you should, you know, if you if you want to have an opinion about it before you're voicing it, you know, give it a shot. What book have you read more than any other book? Hmm. I think it would be the Untethered, Untethered Soul. Untethered Soul. Untethered Soul. Let's go. Untethered Soul. Yeah. That book came out. I think you and I were probably in our early twenties yeah. when that book so came I out. Remember, probably three times. It smashed the yeah. whole like. Uh, it was just a wild look. Yeah. Remind me the premise again. Oh man. Um, so I think it's it's again it's about being again being mindful, connecting with yourself, appreciating um, you know what you have, what you do, you know who you are in a way. I think that that's. That's always been a book where if I'm like not in a good place, you know, I can fall back and remind myself that it's okay. So uh, that's that's usually how it goes for me. I had a close friend turn me on to that book, yeah. and for it changed his life. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Mm -hmm. It had an impact on my life too, and I've recommended it to many people. Yeah, uh, and um, we have it at home. 
me it's an easy read not not a big book not a long book yeah and, yeah uh, love those yeah right easier to read you and I are really because sometimes about time. When, you give, when you give someone a book and it's like oh it's 500 pages I'm like oh my god I'm not I'm not make it quick <laughs> make it like a hundred make it in the 80 to 100 page I gotta go <laughs> right um I just changed my watch face yeah don't worry you can change it back what's your watch don't, face you have the small apple watch I don't know. Is it, small? Is, it, is it small? You have the small one, dude. I don't know. Is it small? Is it same yeah, size? You have the big one. <laughs> I thought it was. Mine looks small I you on me. Yeah. Right. Everything kind of looks I'm a little not, smaller. Dude, on that's me. not a joke. I actually no, no. thought you had the small one. No. I could see how it'd be like. Oh, it's. I can see. I can see how you would think that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> how long have you had the Apple Watch? I would say I don't know. Four years. Three years. Four years. I've had it for four weeks. Really? Yeah, it hasn't changed my life in the way Untethered Soul changed my friend's life, mm -hmm. but but I do like it much more than I wanted yeah. to. Yeah, I wanted to kind of not like it. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, I've never, I've never, oh, I never used to wear watches mm. at all. Like right. it was very hard for me to wear a watch. Why? I don't know. I just I don't like compliments like that. I don't like to wear jewelry jewelry or i mean i have my wedding ring yeah. and the order ring yeah um but uh that, that's about it yeah. i never wear no before i didn't used to wear rings and uh i was just a simple guy kind of but the apple watch isn't it's like it's a you know we, we don't need to get into the apple watch i guess no <laughs> let's no. just move on well, yeah well, apple watch it is what it is watch. it gives you the time you, the you know you don't i don't know the apple watch show sure, you want to know your heartbeat boom you know what do you activity. want to talk about what is the most when you think back on kobe mm -hmm. what's the thing he said to you that you think about the most that you remember the most you know when i when i think about him I always think about uh, him trying to be the best that he could be uh and and put it in the work in order to do that uh i think about you know his determination um you know how much he cared how much he wanted to to win and be the best. But I also think about him being a father, a girl dad, uh, keeping his family together um, through a very challenging career and being probably the best player uh, for a long time. And that's, you know, that's, that's challenging to do. Um, so, uh, but he, but he found, he found ways to do it. And, and I think that comes from, from love and, um, and the, those girls are a testament to, you know, him and Vanessa's raising those, those, or in, instilling those values in, into them. And they're, you know, they're amazing, amazing girls. So when you think about like, cause you brought up time to me a few times, right. like, yeah. um, I think about, I wonder about how, well, I guess I'll tell you from my experience, like, so I think of my best friend okay, and it's interesting because the time it's almost like we've always been friends. Number one, mm -hmm. like, I don't remember the time when we weren't friends. I remember when we met, but it's not like we didn't know each other before then, if that makes any sense. Are you talking about your friends or you and I? <laughs> Well, I'm talking about my friends. Okay. I'm talking about my best friend. Okay, got it. We could be best friends <laughs> if you let me win. <laughs> oh, today. done. Done. Uh, you're gonna let me win? Mm, we'll see. No, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna. Let I didn't you know you need to been, let you win. You don't. You, that would be a requirement for a friendship. Okay. From, from All right. Well, that's good. That's good to know where you stand. That's what you know. Hey, yeah. you know this. I just know, saying. It's okay. You need to pay me, and I need to win. Okay. Both. Uh, it's pretty. Basic. Anything else? 
Yeah, that's pretty that's much it. it. That's it. That's okay. it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, do you want to? The... Do you want to know what you need to do in order? What do to I need to do for you to be friends? Oh no, it's just be you. Just me. Just be you. That's Yours all. is so much more wholesome than mine. <laughs> <laughs> just be you. Did you read? Do you have, read, have a good time? Do, do you read to your daughter? Yes, every night. Shell Silverstein, or what do you go to? <laughs> no, she actually we take her to to kind of her mini library okay. she has in her room okay oh, she's she, like she one picks, or two she, she's uh 20 months old 20 months okay so she picks the books and we she picks about five seven books okay and uh, from the shelf and then we take them to bed and then i read i read it to him and yeah. uh, i put them actually i put them on the bed i lay them out on the bed and she picks so which one we're we going to read first and she picks each and every one of them until we finish them all and then after that then we we usually turn the light off and then sing uh, sing to her and then she falls asleep. I think you just described my, if someone could do that for me, that would be, That'd be great. pretty great. If I was just like, pal, I want to read these six books. <laughs> start here. <laughs> start here. Follow here. I might fall asleep along the way, but just, just you keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Also, what did we, we skipped the bath. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> so, okay. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> You, you can't that. help yourself. You can't help. That was yourself. a terrible joke. Um, oh. <clears throat> one day, one day. Going back to what we were saying right, though right. about time is that when I think about like there's, I was really trying to ask you about a memory okay. with Kobe, mm -hmm. and if there was a if there was a moment. But but as I as I ask myself that question, I find that I almost have memories built around like photographs or videos or things like that. You know what I mean? And there are there are like. It's almost like the memories are like a place and a time. And mm. there's not, you, I don't know how brains, maybe your brain is different. Um, are you kind of the same in that way? No, I, I don't need photographs to remember. I do have moments that are still instilled in my, in my head, in my, in my brain. Um, you know, they're, you know, very meaningful, especially because of how, you know, how we lost him and his daughter. Um, you know, all those memories kind of get more enhanced or highlighted in your brain and they just come up, you know, to the surface because uh, you're not going to be able to create more moments with that person. And that's, uh, that's painful, you know, someone that uh, it's important to you in your life uh, and has meant a lot in different ways. So, so again, uh, so that's, I think that's why there are certain moments that are like, highlighted and uh and kind of appreciated because that's again that's how you keep people keep, keep people alive uh and and present so i played golf with my friend uh who came out from la we were on this little boondoggle together and and uh, he got us hooked up with this course in chicago we were playing doesn't matter where we we're playing but member comes over and he's like he's got some gummies and i was like what is what is that is that like um gummy bears yeah like some haribo yeah and he was like no these are the early birds and i was like oh dude we have those at the office the early birds guys they sponsor the pod it's a cbd gummy i mean you know about this jojo you can you can enlighten people on what it actually is but i'm just telling you a story that my guy took the early birds and literally just opened birdie birdie and he was just laid back dude. he went early birdie birdie <laughs> i'm sorry it sounds planned but it's not Really, this happened. And, and here's the thing: is like I would never have really known that he was like that. He was take he took he took two, which I guess for him he's you know he's a, he's a solid dude. You know what I mean? Like he had been on a plane. I don't know, like ready to go. 
I got to say, taking an early bird CBD, which, by the way, each gummy has 2.5 milligrams of THC, which is the legal amount, and going and playing golf just is one under, of my- Just under the legal Just amount. under the legal amount yeah. is one of my favorite ways to enjoy a weekend. Go out perfect. like It's almost like putting the music on, yeah. transports you to a different place, but you're always in control. If you're listening to this and are curious about a natural microdose THC product, I don't know, like- Go early birdie birdie. I mean, you got to go early birdie birdie and you got to try it. for To get the discount, y'all, go to earlybirdcbd.com and the code is RGC. What are they going to get? 20% off new customers' first purchase and that's everything. That's the gummies you were just talking about. They have a ton of other interesting products. Um, and it, honestly, we don't normally say this. This is not financial advice. It will make your golf game better. You will win more matches. Uh, the link's also in the description. It's earlybirdcbd.com slash RGC, and I'll say 20% off. I think that's basically uh, that's basically going to be you get a couple free holes. It also like basically a free gummy. It's a free play. In health and fitness, knowledge isn't the problem. Would you agree, Chocho? I wouldn't disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a scared man. But anyway, other than that, I would agree that in health and fitness, it's not about knowledge. It's Everyone can find out and they can learn what to do. The problem in most of these things is that you're trying to consistently stick to a plan, developing a habit, right? So the key to results here is consistency. So you don't need another book. You don't need a, you don't need a video plan. You don't need a diet or a pill. What you need is someone to walk through the trenches with you. And at my body tutor, Adam Gilbert, the founder, his whole goal here is to help you make health and fitness a priority. And Adam is giving the Eric Anders Lang Show listeners $50 off their first month. So to do that, to save that, and to get that, all you need to do is go to mybodytutor.com, join and mention the Eric Anders Lang Show when they ask how you heard about them. They're going to ask about it, and, and then you're just going to say, oh, the Eric Anders Lang Show. Just drop it in, EAL Show, any which way you want to do it. Just real cash, because I'm a big fan of fitness, and I'm a big fan of you know, really understanding how we unlock higher levels of potential. And Adam wants to unlock his personal cell phone number, which is like, <laughs> it says it in the ad reader. I don't understand why he's giving away his personal cell phone number. But at mybodytutor.com, you can text Adam, and you can get $50 off your first month at mybodytutor.com. Text him. When you were... Um growing up before coming to play in the NBA and you were kind of uh, maybe in your teens or early teens. Sure. Was there like um, an image of your life that you had and it was a different than what it ended up being? Um, I mean, I had a, I had a dream uh, of playing in the NBA. Uh, I had a certain, I guess, uh, and even teachers from my high school and, and classmates remember that I, I used to, share that that confidence that I, I was going to play in the NBA I was going to play with Michael Jordan and I was just I was just you know in a way that it would sound kind of arrogant and crazy uh right <laughs> but in a way that I was like no it's you know it's I believe that like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make it happen I'm gonna play there would you would you say would you include like even a part of it about being like being Spanish and being like recognized in that regard as international or was that all? Was that just like understood? Well, that was part of that was part of me um, yeah. being being Spanish and uh, and playing the NBA. That would 
you know, that would make me recognizable and, yeah. and appreciate it. Um, and because um, is that one of the because there are a lot of highlights for you. What's the number one? What's the number one highlight of my career, yeah. my life, or yeah, career? Yeah, uh, career. Man, I mean, I I had a lot of them. I think uh, you know, being drafted in the NBA was a highlight. You know, being rookie of the year, my first year, day one was you know, a highlight. Was That's a highlight. Every, sick, every, dude. you know, every day, every day, every. I mean, in there, don't get me wrong. There are ups and downs, and their seasons are bad or, or not good, or there's injuries, there's falling short, there's disappointments. But that's part of the sports. That's part of life. Um, and you just kind of keep keep learning, keep growing, uh, keep going forward in a way, uh, understanding what happened. You know, how can you prevent it from happening again? What do you need to do? And stuff like that. Um, but obviously winning, it's always nice. Yeah. Right. And sweet. Um, and now looking back, you know, when you're in the grind, you, it's hard to grasp and stuff. But winning those two championships with the Lakers, you know, it's it's uh, it's legacy. People remember those those moments. And they a lot of people come to me and, and make references of, of, of those moments, whether they were there physically or they were watching it from afar. And they, you know, they thank me for kind of thank you for my for your service kind of thing. Uh, thank you for what you did. And it was like, well, I, I just I just did what I love. You know, I just did what I, what I enjoyed, uh, and I tried to, you know, do my part. Um, so, yeah, it, se- it seems like hearing you talk about, hearing you kind of like re- reflect on that, you know, highlight question. It seems like um, maybe this is maybe my interpretation of what you're saying is like the whole thing was a fucking highlight. That's right. Like the whole, the whole. That's right. I it's all one that. like uh, record that can't be edited. Exactly. At this point. I think my career is a highlight. Yeah, you know, the whole thing. Uh, yeah. When I look at it, I've had an incredible, privileged career, a long career with, uh, you know, a lot of great moments and, and times with in the NBA, in the Spanish League, with my Spanish national team. We were, you know, we were the team that uh, that the USA always had to be aware of, and um, we played some great finals. We had some great battles. Um, some of the best international games. Are referred to you know Spain, U.S. and, and, and Beijing and, and London. Uh, those finals and they were you know great, great, uh, great highlights. But it's just part of to me. It's it's again. It's not about as Kobe said. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Mm. You know, uh, and that's why we we named the documentary Doki series that we did on, on Prime. You know, it's about the journey. It's really not about a single event. Or accomplishing this or accomplishing that. It's 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 about the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And so what was that you're you're referring to the docuseries that came out kind of following your return from an injury, right? Yeah. So what was the process like of getting involved in filmmaking for you? It was it was something that when I fractured for the second time my navicular, uh, I was in Portland and I was two weeks away from or a week away from playing my first game and uh, we do you know I was doing tests CT scans and uh, MRIs on a weekly month not weekly but maybe monthly basis um, just to make sure that everything was good um, and then on the last one they said it's not it's not good it's, it's kind of fracturing I was like oh what and I was you know yeah I felt some discomfort but I felt like hey maybe this is part of it I never had this injury this is just part of the deal you know it's always going to be a little achy you know and I played with aches and pains throughout my career so um 
But once I once I started or I felt that and I was like, okay, I have to now I have to see multiple doctors, might have to get surgery again, I have to evaluate my life, my situation, my health, my future. Um, and this is new, this is different, this is a different type of beast and challenge. I said, I want to capture this. I just I just want to capture how I'm going to handle this. And then I, one of the things that I wanted to do also was to share the part of transitioning because transitioning out of the MBA, being a professional athlete into a different different phase, different chapter, the next chapter. And how how did I go about it? And hopefully that could benefit other people, not just basketball players or athletes that are transitioning from one chapter, one profession of their life into the next one, into a different one. And uh, so I wanted to capture that as well. Uh, it wasn't so much about the rehab process because mm. I had the outcome uh, was was really 50-50 where, you know, and at some points they made, made me kind of uh, reflect on whether I should retire and I shouldn't play basketball. I shouldn't push myself anymore because my foot could potentially break again and collapse and I would have a lifetime issue of not being able to, you know, doctors would tell me maybe if, if this doesn't work or you keep pushing yourself and it breaks, so you might mm, only be able to swim and bike. You won't be able to run. You won't be able to play basketball or do anything on hard surface. Uh, golf, I guess, would be, you know, I guess 50-50. Uh, yeah. But at that time, I, um, I, wasn't, I wasn't golfing. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, so again, and it's just like, okay, you won't be able to play with your kids, run around with your kids. I'm like, what? What? I was like, okay, hold on, let's just let's just sit down and take this in for a sec. Um, so I had to talk to my friends, talk to my doctors also in Spain, in different places, and, and people that I trusted, and so kind of like evaluate and go through that that moment was was challenging. So I wanted to to capture that first when I was going to the networks. Just like, okay, so how does this? They would ask me, oh, how does this end? Like, what is the ending? I was like, uh, well, I don't know, you know. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I hope that. I mean, I hope that it, that I, you know, I play again and I can go back playing maybe in the NBA, maybe maybe not, maybe play in the Olympics, maybe not. You know, obviously COVID hadn't happened yet. Yeah. Uh, so it's like I don't know. You 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 buy me my story. Yeah. Uh, this is what you this is what you know, and this is um, it should you know. Hopefully it should work and be interesting enough. Um, and, um, and that's part of life. It's uncertain. Yeah. It's not like a, you know, it's not a script, you know, a human, human's life. Uh, it's, it's not a script. It's not scripted. It's, yeah. it's uncertain. You write it every day, I guess. Exactly. Or... Every day. And anything can happen any day. Yeah. Good, bad. This podcast is unscripted, more or less. More or less. How, can you tell? Uh, yes. What is the bit? What is the <laughs> <laughs> what? you've done a lot of interviews what 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 stands out for you as being like a really good interview you don't have to say this because yeah. we're not done yet okay but okay we could, you know, this is not the last next question next time you could say this <laughs> no i mean I, I like being i like different you yeah know? i like being stimulated in a way that it's enjoyable okay not that you get the same questions it's terrible over and over and over again it's just like i like you know being challenged in a different way okay i got a question for you okay what question do you hate do i hate there's uh, gotta be one where you're just like not uh, again no you know what i don't i mean i i'm so used to answering questions the same old questions and i always understood that media uh was part of why i have a great life mm. 
So yeah, that's a wise that's a wise perspective. Yeah, yeah. I was a, a Magic Johnson Award winner, which they would give it to the the guy in the NBA that it's more accommodating to the media okay. and friendly to the media. Uh, so I won one, only one year though. Okay. Um, but anyway, it's, it's good enough. I, I've always acknowledged media. And even if you ask me the same question, I'm, I'll give you the answers with a, well, usually with a smile on my face. Uh, even though I was like, mm, seriously, yeah. uh, you don't have anything better or yeah. more interesting to, to ask me. Uh, well, there's a be, level of kindness there, right? You, you, yeah. you're, you're a kind person. I try. Yeah. I think you, you put out kindness, um, out there and good energy, Usually you're creating some type of ripple effect on someone that maybe that's not his tendency. Oh, yeah. Wow. Maybe they're new or having yeah. a day. Yeah, they're having a day. They can go through their, you know, you don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know what's going on. So, yeah. uh, so you, you know, you try to impact someone in a positive way. Say, hey, well, you know, you didn't think that this was going to be as fun or as yeah. cool or you're going to get a bad response or you were going to trigger me in a way that, that I was upset or something. It's yeah. Like, um, Oh, did you guys ever like during interviews, would you ever try to work in a certain word? Like what kind of word? I don't know. Put like, a, give me an example. Like if you were at a game and then sure. at the end you're like, everyone has to get in the word four square. <laughs> no, and then, no, I never yeah. approached I interviews that like that way. Yeah, it's kind of fun. That's, that would be kind of fun. Yeah, because I think there's like a Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> bit where they did that and they yeah. got some t golfers to, to like work in words. Words into their answers. Yeah. Kind of it was, I remember I was entertained. Yeah. It was maybe one of the most entertaining things I've seen in golf outside of like, you know, a great tournament. Right. What? Yeah. Um, what golfers were a part of that yeah. interview process. Yeah. I remember. Or, do you, did remember? you see that? Do you, do you remember any we other look golfers that, that were? You saw it. Mikey saw it. There you go. Mikey saw it. There you go. Yeah, he watches. Mike's going to take over for the interview in a second. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I would be curious to see what that interview would be like. Pal Gasol interviewed by his brother-in-law. Mm -hmm. That could be interesting. That could be something, you know. What kind of, does he ask you a lot of questions on the golf course that you hate? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not really. I don't think. Uh, no, we, we just have a good time. Yeah. We just go out there and, and try to, you know, we get a little competitive. We try to always do do well, obviously, because when I started playing, he was playing quite a bit. He was a much better golfer than I was. Yeah. And then because I played so much. You, and you talk about it, it like those days are behind you. You're uh, catching for, up? For, for the most part, I usually I, I should lower than than he does. But from time to time, oh, from time to time, he This scores, is the match I want to see. He's, 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 he's how, scores better. How than long me. have you been playing? Wait, are you so annoyed that he's now like beating him? He's oh, you're over it. You've ruined his life. No, no. I'm motivating him to be better. So he can, you know, and he and he beats me from time to time. Still, he still beats me. You know, he still have a good good round. And what's your handicap? Sixteen. So okay, that's that's fucked up, pal. No, you're like, um, I'm kind of bored, so I just want to crush you, and it's gonna take me a year. How long did it take for you to beat him the first time? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe around a year. Maybe I don't know. He's like, he's maybe, like, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't that interesting maybe. to me. No, it, it, <laughs> it wasn't a matter of time. It was a matter of time. <laughs> I, I, I'm a person that if I put my mind, no, if I put my mind into something, yeah, I, I have a better chance to accomplish it than most. Oh, I fucking wish I could. I mean, can I say that and believe it? Yeah, I mean, that's if what I put I, that's my mind to it. I have a better chance of accomplishing it. 
than most. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're a handicap six, six, right? Oh, you mean with golf? No. No? I've been playing for like 11 years and I'm yeah. just getting worse. No, you're not. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I'm shrinking. No, you're You're getting taller. No. Are you shrinking? (laughs) Wait, are you shrinking? I don't know. Oh, you don't measure yourself anymore? No. Do you? That's a good point. I don't either. I don't know. (laughs) Apparently, you (laughs) made a statement that you're shrinking. Uh, So that was on the golf side and also your height. I don't know. You know what I heard recently is apparently guys are lying about their height. Are they? So if a guy says he's six feet tall, he's actually 5'10". And if he says he's 5'11", it could, five it could nine, be 5'8", five eight, five eight, five five eight. Are they counting because of the shoes? Or It's a funny one for me because I truly am 5'11 and 7 eighths. With the hair, I could be 6' and an eighth. Hmm. Truly? Um, truly, yeah. So, mm-hmm. But I don't measure myself like you, like you pointed out. Yeah, right? Not many people should, I guess, at a certain point in their life. Yeah. It would be interesting to know exactly when are you starting to shrink. I don't know if I want to know. I feel do like we, do we so have there? Is there a study? On like that? I feel like if the doctor was like, "You're shrinking," I would take that very personally. Mm. I, ironically, it's just me. Right. It's not. It's not like know. right. It's not, <laughs> right. It's not like they made up the news. You imagine? Yeah. What pace? Yeah. At what rate are you shrinking? I mean, how, how much do you shrink? Also, um, don't want to know that. Right. Who cares? Not relevant. No. Also, it doesn't really change anything. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not relevant. Do you? Um, do you have a mantra? Do I have a mantra? Um, you know, I try to enjoy every day. I try to, um, you know, be thankful for every day and don't not take anything for granted. You know, that's what I did. Uh, so growing up in, uh, where'd you grow up in Spain? Barcelona? Yeah, right yeah. outside of Barcelona. Outside of Barcelona. Must have been beautiful, first of all. It was, be- it was beautiful. Um, and when you go back there now, how far from where you grew up do you stay? Uh, about 15 minutes. Okay, cool. So now I live kind of in the city and just to confirm i did get the invite right to go there to go where visit you there sure as yeah. friends as friends okay. right we're coming best That's friends on camera we got it's on camera okay, i had cool. recorded you can give me but, the address but, off camera yeah it's fine. we don't want everyone showing up mm-hmm. yeah. but i i am curious privacy <laughs> protection just you and I. issues yeah yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a friend thing. yeah exactly no cameras um but as, as growing up, though, because, you know, a lot of uh, religion in Spain, was there a lot of church for you growing up? Because I, I feel like I wouldn't. Some. I would, I'm hearing that. I don't some, know. Some. Some. Uh, more from one side of my family than the other. Okay. So one was present. The other one really wasn't. Okay. Uh, so there was some, but not a lot. But most people in Spain. Back in the day. Go to church every Sunday. Back no, in the day. Back in the day. What day? Not as, like, yeah, like your back, age, our age. I would say maybe a generation before. Okay. You know, you and I are actually part of a micro generation. Hmm. Yeah, we're in between millennials and Gen X. Okay. So we're what Zennials. What do we call Zennials? Yeah, so okay. X-E-N-N-I-A-L-S. Micro generation. That's a thing. That's it's a, a real thing. It's from real. 78 to 83. Okay. You and I are right in the middle. Wonderful. And what that means is... Okay. That you and I are um, distinctly capable of relating to many more people. Hmm. Yeah, because we kind of like know what it's like to not have a cell phone, mm-hmm. but we also know what it's like to have a cell phone. Hmm. There's a lot more to it than that. Obviously, <laughs> that's an important, important <laughs> fact. Uh, it's and not I feel, just about I do the cell feel phone. That I am relatable. That I can relate. You Seriously, know, that I'm not myself relatable. Meaning, like you know, I relate to people. You saying you're unrelatable? Um, uh, meaning from the height standpoint. Oh, you know? physically. Yeah. I have to just call myself out. We were outside mm. and some guy looked at, yeah, I thought me and he was like, I love your work. Right. But he was talking to you. Well, for, for, <laughs> for a quick second, 
For a quick we second, we were like, oh, did he? We were so confused. He might have recognized you. I was like, I don't know. Maybe he recognized me. We don't know. We didn't know. It was up in the air. We got to go find him. It was up in the air until he said, well, Pow, right? Yeah, which That's when it? we knew, yeah. we discovered that he wasn't, basketball he wasn't golf. a fan. Yeah, he was no, not a fan of adventure of, golf. Yeah. Yet, is Yet. the way I like to say it. Yet, yeah. but he will. The match today, what's the, what do you propose? Well, I was open to play 18, but, you know. <laughs> I uh, love it. We can, we can keep playing. We can keep playing, but yeah. we might be able to get We're going to play the back nine right. as a match on camera. Okay. Um, which would be fun. Sure. And then we can keep playing. But you- so we are going to play the back nine as yes. a match. Okay, good. There we go. Yeah. Right, right. There we go. Because I asked, I asked, hoping that it was going to be the back nine because it has more, more. Does that set up views, better for you? More, oh, more views. It's just and more scenic. More scenic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so I was. We were hoping actually talking to Mikey. He was like, "Oh, we should, we should do the back nine. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah. But they, but they were. But they told me someone from the team because I asked that it was going to be on the front nine and they were going to pay so do a little something silly yeah, who on wants to 10, play 11, 12. And I said, okay, that sounds that sounds good. It is what it is, you know. So we'll play the back nine. How do you do? You gamble a lot. I feel uh, like you. What's I, the most? How about that? What's the most you've ever gambled for? And who was uh, it against? Uh, on a course, on a yes. golf course. Golfing. I think the most. You're not allowed to gamble in basketball if you're on the team, right? Right. No. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pete, Pete I have. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a big gambler. I don't love gambling. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. No. I'm actually not surprised. Yeah. I get that vibe from you. You're yeah. more about the inner journey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 the inner satisfaction and the thrill of of doing something you yeah. know, that I'm enjoying. Of crushing your brother and, crush. and a reasonably lesser known golf well, personality. Any, anyone for that matter. Yeah, anyone for that matter. Yeah, I enjoy I enjoy winning. I enjoy competing a little, uh, but it doesn't have to be for for money. Okay, good. That doesn't add. That's, that's a little bit of something, but yeah, it doesn't have to be. So usually, I mean, at the most, I don't know. We usually play probably twenty twenty forty or twenty twenty fifty front back okay. presses. So forth. I thought I was going to hear you say twenty thousand. No, and you were like, I don't really like to play for that much. No, no, no. Uh, we don't. No, no. I don't. Okay. That does that's not enjoyable. I was thinking loser has to go swim in the ocean. Hmm. What do you think about that? Have you brought your swimsuit? Yep. Oh, Did you? No, but um Oh, it's too bad. You know. Hopefully <laughs> you win. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> you know. I'll... When was the last time you went swimming in the ocean? Um hmm. recently in in, in Hawaii. Oh, okay. Yeah. That doesn't count. Why not? It's an ocean. Cuz Hawaii it's like um it's... this is different. <laughs> this is different, but there's still an ocean, right? It is. <laughs> Do we agree? Or Technically not? speaking, it's the same ocean, but right. Hawaii is just like more people go swimming. Yeah, in Hawaii, in the ocean. Yeah, but here it's like mm. you would not do that, right? Surfers, Unless you were surfing. Surfer. and they have a wetsuit anyway, right? Which is which is yeah, come on, you know, right? Do you I'm like? Fine. Have you ever surfed? No, never surfed. Never surfed. I'm open to it. Do you surf, Mikey? Yeah, I'm open. Well, you got to gotta get into surfing, and for about ten you, years, and then we'll get him. Have into you? It. <laughs> do you? Yeah. <laughs> I have surfed. And yeah. do you do it regularly? Um, no. I think golf just... Honestly, golf is like... If there was like a pie chart of my life, there's like... Yeah. Golf is like 88%. And then it's like I got 12%. What like it's like showering and like working out. Sleeping. And sleeping. Right. And, you know... But as far as like uh, extracurricular activities, golf you, is just a lot. What do you do in your workouts? I'll be curious to know what does a workout look like for you? Well, <laughs> 
trying not to take that condescendingly. No, no. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm like, no, 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 no. No, I have a, you know, tonal. Yeah. So I have a tonal. You know Michelle Wee? Do you yeah. play, play the golf with Michelle? If you guys I haven't. No, no. I just oh. I was with Johnny West, her husband. Great guy. Uh, recently. Yeah. Actually, two days ago at the Warriors game. He's got, you know, I was on their first date. You were? How funny is that? That's very yeah, funny. Yeah, I was there and I was like, Johnny, I got a question you know, for Johnny you. Johnny went to high school with my brother. In really? Memphis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Johnny and, and Michelle. Um, anyway, so... So, Michelle works with tonal. The, you know what it is? Yep. It's like the thing with the arms. Um, I have, my wife you has one. one. We have one at home. Amazing. I know. Um, we could like link up on there maybe. Sure. I want. I wonder. I bet, I bet we could. Hmm. I bet we could, could track we? each other. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care. Of a you don't want to link yeah. up. Come on, Eric. I think it'd be kind of cool. Pick it up. Michelle has all these golf workouts. You know, oh, like. Okay. You know. Amazing. And you do those rotational stuff. So I do. So those. you do mostly golf I do, workouts. I do. I do tonal. No, I do all kinds of workouts. Oh. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I just do whatever the screen is telling. And then I do the to- a pel- Peloton. Nice. I do some cycling and then I do some. I actually started running recently. Really? Yeah. I. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I do uh, I do some biking. Yeah. Uh, Mountain biking uh, or road biking? More like, uh, no, in, in the gym. Oh, uh, Peloton. I went, uh, yeah, at home. Okay. I'll use a Kaiser bike because they're tall enough. Oh, Peloton. Race. You can't fit on a Peloton? It's tight. They need to make a... Yeah, it's tight. So it's what's not, bigger? Just the seat post? The seat post. Everything is just bigger, but okay. taller for, okay. for me. You know, for my length, the length of my legs and stuff. So right. they're not like... Right. Know. Yeah. It's like a tricycle uh, for me. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. They, they actually can extend. Just again, me. You know, get a good stride in. Self-image there. You know, just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. Right. Uh, and I do Pilates. Uh, I do Dude, a, I have never done Pilates. No? And I almost did it yesterday. So I have a... Yeah, I have a reformer. It's called a reformer at home, yeah. and I. Those uh, aren't cheap. No, they're not. Yeah, you got to commit to that. Yeah. So. so How I, long have you had that? I would say about seven years. And so, do you need a trainer now, or you can just do it solo? Uh, I have a trainer. Okay. So I have a you know via Zoom. Okay. She she gives me the instruction and the. But workout. in theory, you could do it alone. Yeah, I could. But if you have that machine, you're good to go. I could. Yeah. But but it, I think it's it's always about discipline i think hmm. we're not you know we're not trainer wired i think for the most part to, to be disciplined enough to do stuff on our own that it takes interesting you that you know, would say that. that that type of effort and dedication so it's always easier when you hold you when someone holds you accountable and right. pushes you to do things and there you know so i think it's always that trainer concept it's it's helpful it makes a difference it's funny because i'm looking at you and i'm imagining i'm thinking I have an image in my head that you're a very disciplined person. I am, for the most part. But you kind of just said also that you're not. Or you said that I said that I am, I'm more reliable or I can do it more often yeah. and more religiously, let's say, mm. if I have someone that will provide me with the workout. So first of all, you don't have to think about structuring a workout. Right. And you just follow whatever they tell you to do. Yeah, to do. And then they push you as well, you know, and make sure that you're doing it correctly. Your posture, yeah. exercises, the reps, everything. Are you actually going to play jump in the ocean? Yeah, you want to do that? Do you want to jump in the ocean if you lose? No. Okay, so we need to do something where he will agree to Okay, it. all right, let's, let's end on that note. Yeah. What, what do you want to do? What do we, what do, we, what play we do? Um, I was uh, thinking if you lose, you have to invest in random golf club. What do you think hmm, of that? Wow. I can make it a preferable rate. Yeah, and what do you what do you do if you lose? We'll talk about it. if I lose. That's a really good question. Mm-hmm. If I lose, right. I'll invest in whatever you want me to invest in. Oh, okay. 
not any conflicting, uh, you know, to the same businesses that we're already invested in. Or oh. what, what business are you invested in? Well, personally, just random golf club, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anything that say golf club, golf related. Yeah. No, okay. not, not any other golf business. Okay. Would I be see. great. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Okay, cool. Good. So we have a deal. All right. Great. Perfect. Uh, deal. No, I mean, we I haven't talked about the amounts or anything, which is, good, which is good. good. Loser. Yeah, this is it. This is it. This is it. We got it. Loser has to go to a thrift store and buy an outfit and then play golf in it on their next round. Wow. On their next round. Because this goes back to when I wore your jersey in season Season one of golf. That's right. That's that's, that's the first episode. I could, could, like, so many emotions could come over me right now to think that I walked into this, you know, thrift store and, like, left with a jersey. And now here we are. That's right. It's kind of crazy. It is. So if you lose, you'll be doing that. You might put on someone else's jersey and then seven years later be interviewing them on a podcast. Maybe it's a hockey podcast. I don't know. I never know. Would you be? Would you go to a thrift store? Would you? Yeah. Would you uh, kind of guide me to see locate one? Yeah, we could do it. Like we could do it. Uh, we'll go together. Or maybe no? tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do it tomorrow in the right. morning, or I don't know when the fl- their flight is. Well, I'll do it on the phone or whatever. We'll figure it out. Okay. Facetime. This would be good. <laughs> I'll go with you. All right. I don't. Yeah. What if, if you won, uh, Tul- Tulsa, is it? Or near Tulsa? Tulsa, yeah. Tulsa? So, yeah. What if you won, Eric, where's your jersey? Fully down. Where's the, where's the Tulsa, Tulsa, Tulsa jersey? The one from the shop? Do I you still have that one? Do you still have that? Dude, I don't. And there's like so many things I don't have. Like, <laughs> right. I I might have it somewhere. Remember what we just say about the table and all the things that you have kind of yeah. gathered? There's actually only two items I have from former Adventures in Golf episodes. And one of them is the slum stick from Mumbai. Mm. Um... Yeah, I remember that playing on the on the street. Yeah, right? that's a crazy India. thing. I remember that, I have that in my that episode. I love that item. That's pretty cool. That was a pretty cool episode. And during too. that episode, I was gonna, you know, they said if um, the loser gets a tattoo of the winner's name, hmm. and I lost, mm-hmm. and so I said, uh, okay, let's go get a tattoo. And my producer said, I really recommend you don't go get a tattoo. <laughs> and I was like, why? And he's like, I just don't think you'd be good health wise. <laughs> And I was like, why? And well, apparently, you know. You could also do it back home in a safer, healthier place. You know, the producer didn't recommend that. They just, well, because I needed it to pay off in the video itself. So we did henna. Right. But yeah, but I really wanted to go. I was I was still, you were, I was you like, were still, what could happen? You were going to, right. I'll be fine. And then he was like, I really, really yeah. don't think you should go get a tattoo. Uh, probably a wise call. In the slums. Of Smart. Dubai. Right, right. Probably a good call. But now here I have a bunch of other tattoos. That's right. You know, um, do you have any tattoos? Yet. I'm not a tattoo guy. Yeah. No, no, not yet. Never. Never say never, but, okay. you know, not a, right now. I don't see it. Okay. So we're going to play Loser Gets a Tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> How many things are we playing for, man? We're going to have to play a few more games. Right. Yo, you know, it's going to be like. So I like the thrift store idea. So your first. Would you really wear a thrift store golf sure. polo? That's all you have yeah. to commit to. Yeah, absolutely. One thrift store golf polo that I get to choose. Didn't you say you got some type, you got something after you wore those those trunks at the thrift shop oh <laughs> yeah i was wearing underwear oh, okay. but i did wear i did go straight from a thrift shop to a golf course and strapped on a bathing suit mm. you um you're an xl or a large double x double x yeah okay so i'm gonna find you a jersey or i'm a medium or a polo or a shirt does okay. it have to be a jersey or i meant no? i meant a I, I said jersey but i meant polo okay yeah sure no worries Okay, I think we're done. Thank you so much. That was a really fun podcast. How long was that? 140? 130? (laughs) 125.